and the hiatus is over. Welcome back to the Crazy Poultrying Podcast. Coming back with a special rotten eggs to get things back going. Uh, I'd like to introduce my guest for this one, Mr. Damon the Gobbler Anderson. How's it going? And George Soul Phoenix Knopfsinger. Hello. Thank you both for joining me for this first time back after this hiatus and boy what a special one this was <laughs> uh th- this time we kind of gave george the reins to bring whatever weirdness he had from us to decide from and randomly drawn first mixed up by him then mixed up by me then officially picked by damon uh george what was that f- glorious film that we got to watch just now Oh yeah, make me pronounce it. The uh, Velocipaster. Velocipaster. So, uh, because you're the special person that brought this to our attention and we viewed it, why don't you tell the listeners what the plot of this is? <laughs> oh, okay. a quick synopsis is you have men cursed by mysterious artifacts and can turn into a velocipester and then leads a life of vigilantism. He's also a priest. And uh, just to start things off, you get immediately, like, right with the camera work, the acting, and the fact that, oh, hey, we don't have enough money for visual effects, so we're just going to put text. Car is on fire. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine this. Yeah, it gives you at least a good gate. It's like, this is going to be a terrible film. You're either going to be here because you like it, because it's a terrible film. So we're just going to keep running with constant stupidity and gags. While we're well, I think, that, I think that's why I enjoyed it, because it's a self-aware bad film. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have the unself-aware, like, you know, like The Room, that is, like, it was supposed to be serious, but it's still funny. And then you got those ones that... Try like you know they're not aware that they're a bad film and it's just a bad film. So this is yeah. one of the rare occasions where like they knew what they were. Like it, it kind of went with the Saul route. Like they the Saul eventually knew what they were, so that's why they followed the same formula. So so and who is the writer director of this? Oh, let's see. The writer director was Brendan Steer, who also edited the film. Uh, edited by Brendan Steer. And where else does his name pop up in these credits? Isn't it Star? He's also, it was directed, written, and edited. And uh, then he had his, as I think his mom and dad also were characters in it. His, I think it was his father was the father per, uh, priest dude. Uh, name's it, bad. Well, it sounds like this... Father Stewart was, uh, it, it was his played by Daniel Steer. And yeah, then Father Stewart's <laughs> love interest, who briefly was in there for a few seconds, was his uh, actual, mom. Yeah, his that's actual pretty mom. cool, though. Like, yeah. you know, he's getting, you know, like like we were joking about the Passion Project thing. I mean, clearly he wanted to make this kind of goofy film, and he got everybody new. To me, that makes him more of a special film. Like, even if it's bad or not, at least, you know, you got your family and friends, the people that you want to be there. Well, either you were able to convince them to help you out with this, or you had major shit on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, because you kind of start to wonder, is this, like, something they should be proud of or not? 
I want to be hopeful though. It's just like every all his friends and family are like, yeah, dude, we'll help you out. Like, well, you know, we'll be in your movie, whatever. Yeah, except for you have you know Voltaire in there for no real reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's like what? It's like he's trying to pay homage to several things that he was inspired by like the opening crawl kind of has like a vibe of like either a Tarantino movie or uh, like an Alfred Hitchcock thing with the driving and stuff. <laughs> However, there's a hole in the roof of the car. Yeah. And like the part where he's supposed to be backing up, the film behind him is going forward as he's backing up. Yeah. yeah. It's like he, he was inspired by Del Toro, by what it says in, like, the little wiki here. So. Yeah, by Guillermo Del Toro. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sorry, but these visual effects and practical effects uh, don't really capture a tribute to Del Toro, because no. Del Toro's the master <laughs> at that. No, no, you gotta... There's some poor mannequin out there that's been dismembered <laughs> in the production of this yeah. film. So... And, uh, oh, and I was thinking this, I thought of it more at the quote-unquote uh, sex scene that happens. <laughs> you mean like the, the, what is it, the Brady Bunch montage style scene? Yeah. Also, we're going to recap everything in like one hundredth of a speed. Yeah, literally the whole movie. <laughs> it's like the first whole half of the film gets sped up like halfway through the movie during one of the scenes. But, but the thing that really... Sh- like hit me over the head about this is no i also think he was uh very inspired by christopher nolan <laughs> you, know, you know why the soundtrack to this movie is fucking loud <laughs> yeah i'll give you that one it's got a nice normal talking volume to it and then the music comes in like it's some sort of club banger yeah but that's like uh, with han zimmer's score with christopher nolan and he turns down the volume of the talking people and turns the sound effect up and it's just like, Duh. I mean, yeah. like, I, I know for a couple of the scenes, like, you know, the one playing the background right now, yeah. where they're like in China, China. <laughs> uh, they had the whole intro music playing for the car scene, and then they had the, some sort of other like soundtrack music playing in the background for that, the, the, the China music. So you get like soundtracks overlapping soundtracks. Well, it's like that they didn't like know when to stop and when to start the other one. <laughs> yeah. I kind of see what you. I, I kind of understand what you mean by that. I remember like, seeing like the Dark Knight Rises in theaters and that the the, the scene yeah. they talk about was like a hoppa hoppa hey hey like that when they're he's in the prison type thing. Like, well, that, some scenes where it is very loud when they're chanting. Well, yeah, that it all started with the Dark Knight. He started doing that whole like the background sounds are in the soundtrack are so much higher up than the people talking and it's gone all the way till tenant now where it's like <laughs> a 10 for the soundtrack and a one for the people which i was just like dude i need i can't hear anything that people are saying um but to go off of this it's <laughs> playing in the background this is when we then discover that he finds this artifact uh, that somehow he gets scraped on the palm of his hand, yeah. and the sharp part of it is facing his fingers. Yeah, so he's not actually magical cut. Yeah, I, if we we really can't cross analyze this movie without it being like. Well, if we try to dive into the plot, it's so convoluted, and there's so many twists that just don't make sense. Oh, you mean the the Chinese ninja Catholics? That are also drug lords? Right. They're also drug lords. Wait, no, no, no. 
I just now thought of it, even though we we have not watched it yet. But this, he ripped off of Samurai Cop. <laughs> I mean, Samurai Cop is definitely in the same vein as this, though. I don't even know. Has Samurai Cop been brought up in, on the podcast at all? Uh, just barely. I just said that that is one that is up for this show. Oh, okay. At some point. Because I, I I've, seen, I've seen too many clips to go, no, we are watching this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... So it's like, yeah, this is the same vein as, like, you know, Samurai Cop, and, um, there's a couple newer ones out there that I can't remember the name of. It's some, like, it's some sort of space invasion movie, but it knows what it is going into it, because it, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I'll have to find it. I'll, I'll eventually find it, but mm-hmm. not now. You know, I wonder what this movie made. But what, like... Because we know the budget was $35,000. Yeah. But, you know... And, and to everybody, I told them this. The original Evil Dead was 350000 Yeah, and then... So take what that gave us, and now subtract it spectentially. Huh. Uh, apparently one South African horror fest. <laughs> this is a random note as I'm looking up the what it made... Uh, I'm wondering what else was playing there for this to win something. Well, because I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, sometimes movie like like The Evil Dead actually is a great example of a very kind of low budget in the Hollywood Yeah, it, it was a student yeah, film. A very low budget film becoming a hit, you know, like The Room. The Room shouldn't probably have made as much money as it did. Oh, I don't think it even trucked a... Well, that's a whole other subject. Um, well, take you take like you know, and people have bought it now. And people have seeked it out. Yeah, and because it was, they want to see it. And it was brought up more again with disaster artist stuff yeah. like that. And so like, the the thing with the the thing with the room is like you know, it, well it, just movies like this in general. Sometimes they make a lot of money like Evil Dead, but then you have a movie that is kind of goofy and ridiculous like this one. It's like you know, it is what it is, but. I, I would be curious to see how much and this made, just as, I, because it's, it's more of a cult movie. Kind of yeah, thing. it was originally released in Portland, Oregon, in like tw- uh, 2017, and then it was released to streaming media in like August 2019, and then it was released to DVD and Blu-ray then like a month later, after it hit the streaming services. It doesn't really say anywhere on the wiki, at least, on how much it made, if yeah, it, it made any money. I think it's all, like, student filming. Yeah, it was probably a film festival, I would say. And then they probably made money off the streaming, just because it's yeah. on their platform and whatever. So they probably made a little bit of money, but they probably definitely didn't make a bunch of back. Just because I saw him, I, I had to bring up the, uh, so, the sort of Ron Jeremy hitting the bar- bottom of the barrel now character in here. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where they're like, okay, this is this is somebody that is easily gonna get axed off. So what do we do with him? We make him admit that he is literally the worst person possible. He has done so much to people. He's killed so many people, and he's done such wrong shit that it's a reason for Velocipaster to kill him. I love that. He's just like, well, first I stole candy from a baby. Literally. <laughs> And then I drowned the baby in the river. And, <laughs> like, oh, it's like, okay, like... That, that's, that's the part where I go, oh, so Damon took over the script, right? Yeah. Like, like I, I was thinking to myself, like, so, you know, the, the still that came from the baby is a funny guy at first, and then it's just like, no, He's and then further. I killed the baby, yeah. yeah. Hey, wait, we can bring this up. He is actually more menacing than the new Michael Myers. Yes. 
Yes. What? Frankie Mermaid? Yes. Frankie Mermaid. Frankie. What did he say? He's like, why am I Frankie Mermaid? Because you're swimming in bitches. bitches. Yeah, exactly. But I, was, I was fucking dying. Like, it's absolutely one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Is it Frankie Mermaid or Frankie the Mermaid? No, it's Frankie Mermaid. Okay. Frankie Mermaid. He's Frankie. He's like, Frankie Mermaid. And then someone calls him Frankie the Mermaid later. The boss of Pastor does. Um, Frankie the Mermaid. Like, what? So, so, but we have to touch on the the ninja school. Yeah. <laughs> so again, this is clearly saying that it's in uh, <laughs> China when this is so clearly being made. Uh, I'm pretty sure, like all the trees that they were showing around, <laughs> were not indigenous to China. So no. it was like birch. Yeah. Like birch and beech trees. Well, it's like, so how do we try to convince that this is China? Well, we put up a banner thing with Chinese letters on it and have one Chinese guy in ninja school. It's questionable that guy was Asian. <laughs> I mean, he was Asian, but I, I don't think he was Chinese. Because <laughs> I think that you were even questioning, like, he looks Mexican. <laughs> he, he, he looks like a Mexican guy. Like, he looks like, uh, I, th- I can't remember what the old school term was, but like, uh, and then, like, the second Friday movie, he looks like Baby Joker. That's what he looks mm-hmm. like. He looks just like the guy. It's very well, strange. His, his name was Yang... I'm going to probably butcher this horribly. His actual name was Yang Jai Chang? Was Wei Chan? Maybe he is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was as Wei Chan, which I think was the, um... Uh, supposed yeah. to be the head of, of St. Somethings, um... But, which, which, by the way, I'm questioning his teaching because all his students were gigantic wussies. <laughs> you mean useless. one of their uh, ninjas get killed and they all start crying over his body? Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, oh, hey, we can't even be... Yeah, another spoil shock. All of a sudden, <laughs> this... Okay, so the love interest, who also happens to be a streetwalker, hooker, however you want to define her... Somehow can beat up Carol. six six ninjas, <laughs> Carol, that have been supposedly trained for years, and oh, when they're like at the very end of she we don't know what to do. He in the uh, plot synopsis. Stuff. Yeah, I I just I wanted to write that line of what do, what can I call her where I don't get shit for it, <laughs> right? But uh, I'm just going by plot synopsis what she's yeah. labeled as. So. Oh, and their first interaction, apparently, after he becomes the Velociraptor in, in the bedroom, which is clearly set up to look like a porno start. <laughs> right? Yes, it is. And even he starts With to think that... With the warm that, lighting and all that stuff. So. And he and he even is like questioning, did we actually just have sex? Yeah! I mean, to be fair... She the writing. Like, the writing, what she says, how she saunters in, and she's like, no, what do you mean? This is clearly a misunderstanding. You turned into dinosaur. Dinosaurs aren't real. I don't believe they were. I wouldn't be able to turn into one. (laughs) There, there, there's so many just now phrases I'm gonna try to use (laughs) in my life from this. Uh, So one of my favorite is the where she's like, I don't understand the Bible. He's like, Well, I don't understand dinosaurs. I don't understand God. (laughs) I don't understand dinosaurs. Yeah, (laughs) it's like, like. (laughs) <laughs> asked you now you can be just like I don't understand God 
Or when he picks up the book and puts the Bible in front of him, but it's a much larger book in front of the Bible. Yeah, it's like it's like a math textbook like size book with inside of a, like a standardized Bible. So it's like definitely oh. can see Cri- that. Cri- Don't forget one of those books title Crime Two. Right. So where was Crime One? <laughs> Is there Crime Three? So, especially as how is he reading these like super thick like uh, like thousand page books in like the course of oh. Like a few days that this film takes place. Well, that's that's a good question of I don't know the time length it, of this. His the time length is about like two months. It's like he he went traveling abroad for like six weeks or something like that. Okay. And then he came back, and then the course of uh, the main chunk of the film is only like a week long. He goes from being able to finding out he can turn into a raptor. Or, or a dinosaur, or an inflatable T-Rex. I'm not <laughs> sure what. And that only takes about a week. To him, like, fighting this, like, these ninja. Yeah, which, again, I don't know why ninjas were thrown into this plot. There's a scene shot in the Vietnam War. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's just, how it connects. <laughs> I just no, that was clearly China. <laughs> or California, I don't know anymore. It was, uh, it was in the woods. It was in the woods. Vietnam, you know, the Vietnam jungle as Indiana. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, because, like, we were talking, like, their uniforms don't look like military no, uniforms. No, no, they were, like, pro- like costume shop, like, off-the-rack, like, military things. They, they look like the hicks that we would run into out here in Indiana. Yeah, they are definitely not like, and they don't like anything like pictures from Vietnam at all. Like, no. And, and the the shotgun at one point that one guy has clearly oh, that, plastic. That, that that looks either plastic or it looks like an. It, it's plastic. It had the plastic click to it too. It's not okay. like a squirt gun being thing. Also, if you notice on the um, not it's not a hilt, but the butt of the gun. Yeah. That, that butt. It it had a like a ring so you could hang it on something. <laughs> so it had a prop ring on it. So. Well. Well, and, I mean, you even mentioned it, and I think I would have noticed it, but then, like, the other one had, like, a sniper rifle yeah, or something, like, it with was, the barrel pointed down on the ground. Yeah, the barrel was, like, slammed into the ground, so it would have... You don't do that with guns. You don't you don't embed gun into ground. That's not how shoot. <laughs> and then, the obvious question for me out of the whole film... There's an obvious question? Like... Well, out of all the things that doesn't make sense in this film that you can question, the one that I still am confused about is, how the hell did his wife get to the Vietnam in the middle of the... Okay. She she clearly paradropped in off that helicopter. (laughs) Yeah, we did hear a helicopter sound. (laughs) Yeah. It's just... She just shows up in, like, like, gardening outfit. (laughs) And then steps on a landmine. (laughs) No, it was a oh, oh, yeah, it was like a wire trip mine or something like that. Which those are like in between trees or something usually. So I don't know. There, have also been around that exact same area. And nothing has happened. And yeah. they're sitting right in front of it. So literally, he would have triggered it. Yeah, like, he would have yeah. triggered it, or his or his friend he was talking to earlier that got shot in the ch- uh, chest that is not dead but is dead but died would have probably also tripped it. I don't... Yeah, that's again, I'm confused. Is that guy dead, or was he in the chapel later? Yes. (laughs) He's clearly trying to exercise the demon raptors out of people. I'm I'm not... See, I'm not, like, so much confused about, like, the end plot with the whole brother thing. Like, I'm like, okay, this is just, like, a twist. Like, 
it makes sense because then they kind of uh, explained that. But they never explained they, why the wife shows up. They, yeah, but they explained that because for some reason they were just like, oh, hey, we now have we're deciding to shoehorn in this twist that he's had a brother this entire time. Yeah, but they, they use the same exact cutscenes. They just make sure it doesn't play its full cutscene out because they only shoot that thing once by the looks of it. Mm-hmm. To be fair, they did have they did preface it a little bit with like the four. Yeah, uh, they had four plates uh, set up there for food. Yeah, like you know they they did a little bit. I mean, it's not good, obviously, but they did a little bit of it well, trying to throw in like maybe there's another person. I, I mean, but also for you, give me a but I, you're I, my, my favorite and only. Son. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, you could also though forgive me for probably some probably times not noticing like the small details like that because especially with that memory, all I could focus on was just the fake laughter. <laughs> <laughs> and then they stop, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> that, "That's literally what from what I've seen of Battlefield Earth." <laughs> yeah. Which again, a future one on there. <laughs> Definitely. Because that's two hours long, so that's why I'm like, ugh. Gosh. <laughs> but. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if they did fake prop blood, but it looks like they just, like, bought a bottle of Hershey syrup, syrup. and just went crazy with it. With red dye? <laughs> yeah, like, I, there's definitely a little bit of a red tint to it, but I could see them maybe doing But, man, could you imagine how sticky that would be? God, like. Well, especially, uh, gosh, what's your name? Uh, I want to say Karen. Carol? Like Carol. When she, when she has her quote, death scene, it's, they're like, we're going to give you the most to gargle out of your mouth <laughs> out of everybody in this movie. So she's probably like, oh my god! Just remember, she's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, again, some spoiler here. She she's ends fine. up fine. <laughs> After getting sliced. Come closer, I'm fine. <laughs> like, I, I was hoping that she was going to be pregnant. I was or hoping she was going to go in and be a raptor. Yeah. Like, I would have been like, we had to use bed. some of your blood. But, uh, and, and see, that's something they, they could have done that I thought would have been way better, and it would have cost them nothing. All they would do is just like have him leave the room and just focus on the doctor that was talking to him, which, by the way, all of a sudden starts smoking in the hospital, which I'm pretty sure is not allowed anymore. It was, it's very illegal. And who also has his that they don't use those anymore. Yeah, <laughs> the medicine falls, re, it was a light reflector that they used to have like candles and stuff on. But it falls under his eyes, so I'm like, well, that was a one take. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but you can see him trying not to laugh too. But he he just gets the news about her, and then he walks out and just focuses on the doctor, and all you hear in the background is ah, and then cut. That would have been way better. And it would have cost you nothing, even though it barely had money. <laughs> okay. There might be a second film. Oh. So, she could still be a raptor. Well, she is, fi- be- she is fine. Yeah. They could be both just raptors and little T-Rex costumes and bopping around. Okay. Velociraptor, too. Well, I mean, Velocipastor, too. Velocipastors. Yeah. Or Vel- Vel- the pastoring. Velocipastor, too. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, there you go. Uh, uh, also, I just wanted to bring up because again, I got reminded about it. Does she, does she live in like a bed and breakfast? I don't know. She looks, looks like, like she looks like she would be running a bed and it's breakfast. All the shot in the same room, but the problem is, you know, uh, being someone who would like, like, I mean, streetwalkers make a lot of money, but like, she was definitely working for a pimp. Yeah. Yes. At some point. 
Oh, she clearly was right there. Like, yeah. With the, uh, what was the guy? The, uh, Frankie Mermaid? Yeah, Frankie Mermaid was clearly her, like, that was her pimp, definitely. I'm getting you know, I'm getting. Go to the empty park, that's where the hot money's at. Yeah, and she, she's not, the room is very nice, like, I just don't see that being the commode of, like, it's like an upper echelon, it's like a decent little, like, one-bedroom apartment, is what mm-hmm. that looks like. <laughs> some, some, something that reports came out, like, People making minimum wage can't even afford to live. I did see that. Yeah, I, someone uh, someone working forty hours working minimum wage cannot buy a two bedroom house. Yeah. Or a two bedroom can't rent a two bedroom apartment or something. But being a streetwalker, I guess. I mean, I know there's big money, but if she's definitely working for like a pimp, she's not going to be living in something like she, that. She's she's obviously losing most of her cut. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's going to be the one going, eh, this is mine, and here is yours. Yeah, here's your $5 for yeah. tonight, yeah. Uh, also, the training sequence of the montage, why does the priest need to work out? <laughs> he turns into a raptor. <laughs> right? Like, he's jacked anyways. Like, he's a, he's a very strong man anyways. He's the most fit priest I've ever seen. And uh, yeah, they also allude to gay priests in there. Yeah, they, they, they make a crack where he's like, "I'm different." He's like, "There's a lot of priests in the church like that," and he's like, "No, no, uh, not like that." Yeah, <laughs> like, oh yeah, because it's supposed to be a little voice. Uh, so that kind of also has me wondering: Is he also trying to make like a commentary about the church? I honestly, actually, I think there's is like if there is any kind of deeper meaning in this film there is a lot of satire about like looking at the catholic church like especially towards the ending when they talk about like we have to do this bad shit mm-hmm. but it's for the greater good oh, the greater it's like good. you sometimes the only way to fight evil is with evil i think was the yeah. quote yeah and honestly like there, there could be a little bit of commentary about the church within that because just like there's a lot of little things that I noticed that I was laughing about because they were really like jokes, but it was like uh, it's almost like in Jane's on the Bob when they uh, when they mentioned about like oh no one will watch a Jane's on the Bob movie and they all look at the camera yeah break, break the fourth wall yeah it's it, it was almost like a little like why like so I can see that there's like a little bit of I mean obviously this movie was made for just a fun time but. <laughs> I, I definitely there, feel there, like there's a lot of jabs at the Catholic yeah. Church, if anything. There, there's only a few people that, when I was watching it, that I was just like, I think that they were having the best time because they knew what they were in. And that's the bald the, the, the well, the bald teacher of the Chinese <laughs> ninja game. Because <laughs> clear, cause they have like that laugh montage moment. And Even it cut, the brother, the, and, the, the guy who ends up being the brother. Yang, Yang. Yang yeah. and Voltaire were clearly the two that were having the most fun here. Yeah, and Voltaire was the like the Satanist priest, right? Yeah. Who, who that that looked like his master plan was to unleash uh, the and lost pastor. Like, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, actually, it looks like Yang is actually rather... Um, Huh. Yeah. He's a, was a Chinese contemporary artist who immigrated to Europe in 1989. When I was born. Yeah. He's apparently been in a couple films, a couple other things, too. He has a long list of things he's done, so he's actually oh, yeah. a pretty big ticket guy here. Well, he, he probably did a lot over there, then he came over here. Yeah. Well, it looks like he just kind of gets 
like a passing character in a lot of different um, ex- exhibitions and <laughs> stuff. So he's apparently a big ticket thing for like Credit art films and stuff. Credit roll, Chinese guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Voltaire is that thing? Yeah, Voltaire. Uh, uh, it's like uh, it's always weird to me. Like he dresses up like he's uh, Aurelio Voltaire. Oh my god, he dresses up like I can't even think. I don't know. He kind of reminds me of the the guitarist from Jane's Addiction. He, I think he does have a band. Yeah, Voltaire has a band. <laughs> he he, he does. Um, but uh, yeah, it says death metal. What's the ba- if you can find that band name? Yeah, we kind of need that. Oh, okay. But he he looked like Reed Richards trying to be a Satanist priest. Because <laughs> he had, like, the gray on the side to make him look, like, you know, older and distinguished. But I was also like, okay, I'm not trying to shame his ears or nothing, but he looks like he has pointy ears like an elf. Mm. Yeah, yeah like, pointy ears. Reminds me of uh, Dave Navarro. Yes, Dave Navarro. That's what I was trying to think of. <laughs> I was like, well, wow. He, uh, something went downhill after uh, Jane's Addiction and Ink Master. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, especially with the eye makeup. <laughs> yes. Especially with the eye makeup. Uh, uh, so. Really, Voltaire has, uh, last album was The Black Labyrinth in 2020. Black, Black Labyrinth for 2020. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's okay. In 20, <laughs> 2011, his, um, album is riding a black unicorn down the side of a rugby volcano while drinking from a Chalice filled with the laughter of small children. That's the whole title name? Yes. What? Full tear, man. Oh, jeez. He's apparently a goth cab- cabaret artist. Cabaret. Yeah. Um. So. If, if I didn't think it would be instant, like, you know, trouble, I would probably play some of it. Because. <laughs> yeah. Um, Maybe after after the it goes quiet. <laughs> so uh, what what else can we say though about this? Because there's there, there's my my honest opinion with it is that it's it's a fun like I mean obviously you know it's one of those movies you don't go in expecting you know. Goodfellas, okay? Like, don't go on expecting a high-quality film. You, 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 mean, you mean when I look at a title like Velocipaster, I should immediately associate Martin Scorsese with it? Right. I just, you <laughs> he know, doesn't even think in, comic book movies are movies. Don't go in expecting anything. If you want to have a good time, like this would be fun to get a bunch of friends drunk off their ass and sit down and watch this because you will not stop laughing because it's self-aware. It knows what it's mm-hmm. doing. And it has a good time while doing it. And I appreciate the film. Like, to me, that gives it, like, a solid at least 7 out of 10. Just for the fact of the fun aspect of it. <laughs> Obviously, the movie's bad. Like, that's just, you know, they wouldn't be a rotten egg if it wasn't bad. But it's great. Like, okay. what, a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that? Yeah, which, I mean, again, though, it's Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I... I, I'm a little bit like you with that fact, Damon. Like, the feeling like that. They're just moments, though, that are just like, what, what? I know this is only 75 minutes, but why is this scene dragging out so much? Yeah. Well, like, uh, the sex scene was like... That was the worst. Long 
easily the worst <laughs> scene in it was the sex scene because it just dragged. Other than the part when it just like goes into like the multi pictures yeah. or whatever, and then you brought it to our attention where there was just like a random soldier statue. I was yeah. like, yeah, they're, they're literally just taking the piss out of the sex scene. They 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 don't really care that it's there. They're just kind of like, we're gonna throw it in. Yeah, yeah. Because we want we want to dress down our male actor here again. Yeah. He's running around in like dresses and. Speaking of that, yeah. I would have really appreciated if they didn't kind of put the big focus on his junk. Clearly, just like in this dress, like you can't see it, but you can he's, see. He's it. wearing whitey tighties underneath that, or like boxers like, or briefs. Skin tight, they're they're boxer briefs. Somehow, yeah. how does he have that when apparently he burst through his clothes? Right. I I don't know. It was making me very uncomfortable for that whole scene, and it's certainly it, uncomfortable feeling for you. Yes, it's well. <laughs> Probably because it was trying to ruin your uh, love for Velma. <laughs> yeah, he was wearing an all-in-one dress like Velma. It was absolutely ridiculous. Um, but it, well, we can't officially stop until we address the final form that is revealed on Velocipaster. Uh, which is one of those where I would be like, this is where editing cuts would have been the smart idea. We don't focus on it. <laughs> Because it's so clearly one of those terrible T-Rex costumes. I think it's a little higher quality than, like, the cheap ones that you buy at, like, Walmart. It's a little bit above that quality. Just a hair. Yeah. <sighs> but it, it's clearly they don't have air in it, and they're just, like, wobble around. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like you're asking, like, the ninja guys to fight it, and it's just like, I can't really try to because I'll knock it over and it does get knocked over at one point. <laughs> and then it's kinda of, then all the ninjas just kinda of like flop down on the ground with him. They're like, well, we don't know what to do. And that's of course where the cut actually does happen because they're like, he can't get up. <laughs> yeah. He can't see to get up. Because it doesn't look like it has a little window on it. It looks like it's been spray painted over with brown. That, that's why I think the fall was actually accident. Like the guy <laughs> the ninja that jumps at him was like, oh shit, I jumped too high. And because they, you clearly see him to like smack him in the face. Yeah. So you want to know something hilarious about Mr. Voltaire himself? Oh gosh, what did you find out? On YouTube, he does live streams and he does videos where he turns like cabinets into like dark, gothic, scary cabinets. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, like, <laughs> like gothinize uh, eclectic furniture or yes. something like that. I. I don't remember the terminology he specifically uses for it, but they're useful DUIs if you like making your house look like, you know, a Dracula film. Um, so, amongst all this craziness, I guess we gotta finally, unless anybody else has anything to add, uh, boil this down to the special rotten egg rating you give it. Uh, and again, if we need another example, I'll give my example that I do all the time, which this is clearly the gym bag. It smells bad, and it, because it smells so bad, I have to bring somebody else to smell this and check it out, and then they pass it on because I would pass this on. I would just say if it wasn't for a few things that stretch out a little bit too far, I would say it's a higher feeling on that. I would just be like, this thing is hilarious. You're going to have a fun time. However, there's a few things that drag in this 75-minute movie. That's the only thing I would put on top of that. Uh, Damon? I, I would probably say it's about 6 out of 10 wet farts. Because <laughs> it's one of those ones that, like, again, 
kind of like, you know, your situation. You want to do it around people because you know that people are going to go, oh my god, what is that? Because they're going to be so surprised by how fucking bad it stinks. But at the same time, you're proud of it. <laughs> you're very proud of it. And then you got to check, you know, make sure you didn't shit your pants. So, yeah. Uh, George? Uh, I definitely yeah. feel like it's a it's one of those party movies you just kind of play on and people kind of come around and watch the weirdness and then when they get weirded out by all the weirdness they can walk away. <laughs> it's I own it so I can't really like give a rating on it at all here. I, I sought out and bought this movie for my own personal collection of terrible films. So. I can see that though. You can maybe like throw it on at a party like you know it's probably gonna be kind of loud so just. Turn it up just a little bit. Maybe put on subtitles. Just kind of sit there and just be like, what's Well, if you want on? it to be like an actual party movie, yeah, have the volume on because the freaking soundtrack is so loud. Yeah. It, it's just then cut in with just weirdness and plots yeah. that don't make sense. <laughs> it would definitely not be a gauge on how I, drunk you are. <laughs> actually, to think about it with the fact of how loud the soundtrack is, how weird the visuals are sometimes... This almost is like a long music video for MTV with, with with just a movie just cut in between the, <laughs> the songs. Like you finish like two songs, and then there's like a sound bit. That, like it's like a Quentin Tarantino soundtrack. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. <laughs> uh, but you're welcome. Yes, <laughs> thank you, George. Uh, because yeah, hopefully this will start the whole. Rotten egg tradition of uh, sublighting stuff that are so bad they're entertaining and they're kind of meant to be. Yeah. But we'll definitely have those ones that are either so bad because they tried and failed, like we've mentioned one in this review, uh, and probably even a few times where it's like, this is just bad and we need to talk about how bad this is. I, I'm excited. I, I, the thing is, I, I'm kind of here for the ride because <laughs> with a movie you, like this, it's fun. But I also like bad movies, so it's like I'm I'm a hard judge with that because even if a movie's bad, mm-hmm. like there's some movies where it's so so bad that I just I can't do it. Like it's even bad for me. Yeah. But overall, I can watch a pretty bad film and be like, you know what? I can leave kind of satisfied. Mm-hmm. And. This one's one, I mean, yeah, it's a bad film, but I can leave satisfied, so that's all I care about. Well, it also just has, like, that underlying charm of this is somebody's just project. It's yeah. not a studio-made movie. They definitely appreciated it. That's a could, big thing. Could you imagine Disney trying to sell this? <laughs> oh, God. In the, in the animation style of all the new Disney movies, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, in the same vein, that's similar in this, but the opposite, because it, it takes itself 100% seriously, but it's basically doing something very similar, is Future War. Yeah. But it's definitely the bottom of the crab bucket, though. Yeah. You, but you even, did you say there wasn't even, like, physical of that revealed, or it's just hard? Yeah, there's, it's really hard to find the actual, like, physical copies of it, because it was, like, a direct to, like, VHS uh, release, I think, for Future War. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of like a fart in the wind. It's hard to find, and you're not really sure in, if you find it, if you really want it. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, it's, I, I want to get my hands on it just because it's that bad. And it had probably less of a budget than this thing did. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. It's like, their entire, like, set for Future War and stuff is basically, like, 
cardboard boxes with cardboard props, and they only had <laughs> one camera to do everything. Uh, well, guys, this was fun. I'm glad that you all had a good time with it. Uh, <laughs> uh, good, good, good to be back after this hiatus and get things going. Uh, normally, I would go around the table and ask the obvious question, but I'm not going to ask them because I know the answer. You don't need to on this one. This uh, but <laughs> pl- please, uh, if you've been enjoying this, subscribe wherever you are listening. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at GuyOloco89. Uh, and guys, would you like to have your final word and send-off? Damon? Get drunk and watch it. <laughs> George? <laughs> Uh, I would like to formally apologize for inflicting you all with this. I have terrible choice in movies. I'm sorry. Oddly enough, I would watch this 50 more times over one more time of 365 days. (laughs) (laughs) Yowch. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, guys, uh, and get ready. We have stuff lined up in the pipeline coming in, so... Please be ready for that, and please be safe out there and be good. Bye.